Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am Tim Genovese, web developer extraordinaire and sales noob. With me today, as usual, are Oliver Young and J.D. Diz Bradley. <laughs> we still have with a special guest, Jared Price, GM of the Young Kia store in Layton, Utah. We Thanks couldn't. for having me. Yeah, we couldn't tell him to leave. <laughs> Just Not stuck yet. around. See, we've, been give, we've been dropping hints. And he's just hanging out. Well, at least this time he brought in lunch. Yeah, he's eating hamburgers I'm, and fry sauce and onion rings in front of us. That's a bunch of crap. I've offered to share <laughs> yes, one. Well, I had my I had my microwave tots this morning, so <laughs> That's I'm all right. full. That fuel, so, you're full. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all fueled up. Uh, on today's episode, we are talking about uh, kind of a, a, a difference between questions and presentation, and whether or not one is going to be better than the other. Uh, so I'm going to throw it over to Oliver Young right now, and he's going to give us a presentation about questions. <laughs> presentation about questions. I love that. <laughs> so before we jump into questions, what I want to talk about is the salesperson's biggest mistake a lot of time, especially a newer salesperson, is what they they get so excited about the product that they're usually trying to pitch that they jump into presentation mode way too soon, right? Now, Jared or, or Diz, have you guys seen this in your guys' careers? Uh, seen it? I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Where you get so excited about a product that when the customer's there, you just want to do what? Tell them everything about oh, it, right? Oh, man. I think, they don't they call that verbal vomit? The verbal vomit. Yeah, you, you just throw up all over your customer on everything you know about this car. Gentle with the mic, JD. Sorry. <laughs> no vomiting on, don't, the don't vomit on the mic. Whatever your product, goods, or services are, man, you just have a tendency to just, blah, now, just throw up all over them. Now, before, before we jump into um, how to avoid this. Let's talk about why we do it. Why do we verbal vomit? And it is why, what, what's the first reason why we verbal verbal vomit? Uh, I, I, I think for me, the first reason was I was so pumped new and so excited to tell yeah. people what I knew about these vehicles. Cause they got me so excited that I felt like in order for me to get a customer excited, I had to do that. Absolutely. So we get so excited, amped up about our product, right? We learn all this stuff. We find out everything that, how it betters a life of a person, right? And we get so excited to talk to somebody and all suddenly we're up. <laughs> And so what do we feel like our job is to do? Start, go show the car. Go start talking about it, right? I'm going to talk to you about this and this and this, and this is how it's going to be great, and this is how it's going to be great. And we don't even know who. Who the car's the for. Customer. We don't even know the customer. Yeah. Our so what guest. The, we forgot their name. <laughs> so one of the first, yeah, we don't even know their name. We, oh, didn't, we didn't even ask their name. We were like, oh, you're standing right next to this. I'm going to tell you all about it because it's amazing, right? Wow. And it, so the first reason why we do it is because we're so excited. Now, there's also another reason why people do it, and that's because of fear. Correct. So why do we verbally vomit, or why do we over-present or present too soon because we're afraid, Jared? So in this case, and I've done it, and I've seen a lot of coworkers do it, is you're so scared of the customer, but you are comfortable with the vehicle or the product, you're just going to go into what we call a presentation mode, where it's Mm. like, okay, here's the car, and then you can actually just talk 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 show 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 and then hope and pray they're listening and following yeah and because you're so scared of the customer you're so afraid (laughs) of the customer but i I like how you said it you're so afraid of the customer but you're so familiar with the product that all you do is do what focus on the product and when you sit there and talk about the product 
you don't even have to let the customer talk. And so you get to escape that fear because now you're just on stage and they don't even have to do anything, right? And so those are the two reasons why new people, they go into presentation mode way too quick. Now, can this, this is something that could potentially like lock you into some kind of a weird shame spiral, right? Like if I'm thinking I did, I did such a good job with that presentation and they just weren't receptive and I can't figure out why, well, I'd better go do another presentation. I'd better go, you know, just double down on the next one. Uh, And I got to figure out every single little tiny thing so I can do better the next time. You obsess over it. Absolutely, Tim. Great. Yeah, glad you, you pointed you, that out. You get out. to the point where where you're so spun out thinking about that I did this great presentation and these customers didn't like it that it just sends you down this weird rabbit hole of research that you don't need to do. Yep, absolutely. Now, presentation, we can all admit is crucial. It is oh, yeah. a crucial part of any salesperson is the ability to present products in a way that connects with the customer. But, the, but in order to connect with the customer, you first need to know about the customer. Correct. Right? So yep. the, the most important thing a salesperson can do when they're, when they're engaging with a customer is ask effective questions, right? And that, and that really, where it starts is that investigative process, right? So the questions, when we, when we talk about, okay, now we're, we're, we're going to be experts instead of presenting right off the bat. We're going to slow down. We're going to start asking questions. The first questions we're going to ask is really investigative questions to get to know the customer better. Now, that is so crucial because when we know the customer, we can understand how the product is going to satisfy that customer's needs and wants. And when that customer can see that product satisfying their needs and wants, that's when it's adding value to their lives. When we add value to their lives, they're willing to pay a price tag in order to receive that value, right? And so, but it all, be, it all begins with investigative questions. Now, a lot of those questions are what types of questions, Diz? Jeez, you have investigated. You've got open-ended questions. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorites because it allows a customer to just talk. Yeah, and what's an open-ended question, J.D.? So an open-ended question would be, uh, how many people do you have in your family, Oliver? Oh, I've got... Uh, it depends. <laughs> it depends, <laughs> on, depends on which family. Oh, snap. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, so I've got three kids and my beautiful wife. Nice. Now, when you say you have three kids, are boys, girls, what's the mix? Uh, you know, I've got two boys and a girl. Yeah, you notice that he's starting to talk now about his family. And, and the reason you use an open-ended question is, is first of all, I, I believe it sets the tone and it allows a customer to, to think about themselves and to be able to open up. Um, and, and I'm not the one that's grilling them, grilling them, grilling them. I'm just like, man, tell me about wh- why are you here to see this? What, what brought you down or brought you in today? And, the, and those effective questions we, we learn are who, what, when, where, why. Yeah, and what I love about what JD said is you're not caring about the product. You're trying to learn about your client and customer. And early in an earlier podcast, you asked me, what do I love about sales? I really love learning about people. Absolutely. And then when you learn about people, here comes Kevin Bacon. 
with about six or seven questions, you can actually connect to that person by saying, oh, really? I have kids. They play sports. We have something in common. Absolutely. You you like to hike. I like to hike, right? Yeah. You find that commonality and you break through that barrier and you begin to establish trust because you know who the customer is. Yeah. And, and initially, customers feel like, hey, I want to rush this through, right? But once you go and slow down and ask questions that pertain to the product, they'll open up. And they'll say, oh, I want a professional, a sales professional, to understand my life so that they can make sure that that product is going to meet my life, right? And so, Jared, when somebody comes up and they're looking at a Sereno, a great open-ended question is, why are you looking for a Sereno, right? Because they're going to say, well, it's because I got these kids. I saw, I love the, 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 how it looks on the road. And they'll begin to open up so you can understand what about that product is going to help you present it well in the future and how it's going to benefit their lives in the future, right? So so that that first part of questions is making sure that we're asking good investigative questions. Don't throw up on them. Don't 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 vomit on them. And 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 really you need to as a sales professional slow down and make sure you under see yourself asking those investigative questions and you you need to practice those because they don't come natural you got that tim i got that it's it's, it is written down (laughs) he's a noob the next step is of questions is actually taking control right now why is control so crucial to the to the sales process is you know I, i i think you owe it to your guest absolutely yeah i think you owe it to your customer to be able to know how to maintain control because um, and I've said this in a previous podcast, I am the most attention deficit disorder person in this room right now. And that truck that just drove by us is beautiful, right? I will get so <laughs> You distracted. know Jared Price is in this room, right? Yeah. He's, and he's, there were jets flying over. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's a close second. And, and that's it right there is if I, as a sales professional, don't know how to maintain control, um, my customer can be distracted by so many things unbeknownst to them. And I owe it to them for the main reason that they're there to, to look at my product, goods, or services to be able to help them through the process. Again, I've told people this so many times. I, if I do it right and I ask the right questions, I shouldn't have to sell you anything. I'm here to help you buy. How do I do that? Yep, absolutely. Right? Well, and, and, and again, it, it's all about maintaining control for the benefit of your customer. Yeah, and, and we talked about that on a previous episode too. Uh, you're 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 the you're the person here with the experience, right? The the customer is not experienced in what they're there for, right? They're they're not experienced in buying the car that they're yeah. looking at. They're not professional buyers. Yeah, they're not professional buyers. I guess that's that's where I'm going with that. Um, yeah, they're not professional buyers, and it is your responsibility. At that point, it's it's not just uh, something that you should be doing. It's your responsibility to take control and to guide them through that process to make sure that they're taken care of. I like that. And some good control questions are either or questions, right, where you provide them the answer, you know, uh, uh, or questions where you are, and they could be yes questions as well. Um, uh, uh, sometimes. When we're following a process, we get pulled off of that process, right? Uh, because the customer wants to talk about something or they want to look at something else, and that's okay. It's there. We're here to help and serve them, it's right? Their experience. But when we want to bring it back in control, a lot of times salespeople get 
afraid or they don't know how to do it, right? Um, and the key is to ask a good, solid question to get back in control. And I, and I want to talk about one question that allows you to do that. Now, this question, a lot of times you can use on the phone, but you can use it actually any time in the process. And it's called uh, with your permission. It's a permission question. And so what you're saying to the customer is with your permission, I'd like to ask you a few questions. That way we make sure we're on the same page, right? When you ask that question, what are you doing effectively? Well, I, the very first thing I think it does is the customer goes, wow, yeah, I'm going to give this guy permission to ask me questions. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're basically saying, hey, Mr. Customer, I'm taking control right now, <laughs> yeah. right? Now, that the customer might not like you saying that, right? Hey, I'm going to take control right now, right? But, but if you questions. slow it down and say, hey, with your permission, I'd like to ask you a few questions. That way we make sure we're on the same page, right? The customer says, yeah, I'll give you permission. They're still in control, right? Because they... They, they can say, no, I don't give you permission. Most likely they're going to say yes. And then now you're back in the seat. You're in the driver's seat. And you can say, okay, where am I at in the process? How do I get back to where I need to be, right? And it allows you to take control and make sure you're, you're where the customer needs to be in order to set up the presentation of, uh, and really drive that self forward. You know what I like is is the fact that if you listen to Oliver's voice when he asks those questions, he's varying his pitch up and down, and and you can hear how friendly and excited he is when he asks those questions. And the reason I say that is 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 if I was to say, "Hey, Mister Customer, do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions?" <laughs> is there is there a difference between how I say it and how Oliver says it? So you have to be mindful when you're in interacting with a customer and the kind of questions you're asking that you're paying attention to your body language, you're paying attention to your tone, your inflection, your pitch, how you're asking that, question marks. And when your voice goes up and says, yeah, no, absolutely, I totally understand. Now let me ask you a quick question. You'll notice that. I, well, just, I just wanted to break it and tell you And that. let me jump in here because if we back up to, we started out by talking about how to learn about the customer build some common ground, investigate. When you ask that question to gain control back or with your permission, you should already know what question to ask because you're going to tie it back to what you know about the customer. Absolutely. And so yeah. that's why it's imperative that we re we follow these processes. Yep. And when you get off track, it's so much easier to get back on track because we've done step one yep. and two. And so if you feel yourself getting out of control a lot in the, in the sales process as a salesperson, practice that. Practice with my permission control because that will absolutely help you move sales forward. Now, the last questions that I want to talk about are commitment questions, right? So we've moved the customer through a process they, we've presented, and now we know that the customer what what are what he likes, what it what she likes, what is driving that sell forward, and you got to start asking commitment questions. And a lot of times, they will, these will be the yes questions mm. that they start saying, "Hey, so you, uh, so you love the way this drives, right? Yeah, I do absolutely. yes, right." And so now, what are you doing? You're mentally saying. I need you to move forward and start committing on this on this product. Plus, right? they are going to take mental ownership as you do those type of questions. Absolutely. And, and J.D., what are a couple of those questions that you've used in the past? You know, I, I think my favorite thing to do is be, if I've done this right and I've asked the right questions, I've built the right rapport, 
um, then I like to ask questions that will paint a picture for a customer in in owning this. Yep. Whatever my product. Now we're automotive centric, but this applies to pretty much anything. Is is if I was to say to you, Oliver, man, dude, who are you going to show your new truck to first? Oh man, my neighbor. Right. Absolutely. Oh man, I'm going to pull in my driveway and I want to watch his anger and blood boil because I got a new truck. You know, and and all of a sudden the customer in their head is picturing ownership. Hey, tell me what what's it going to be like when you take your new truck down to Moab? Absolutely. Right. Or, or if you, you know, we know Oliver likes to hike. He said that earlier in this session and you could say, Hey, Oliver, where's the first place you're going to take your new truck? Uh, which hike would you go on? Absolutely. And can I come with you? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, and involvement and, and that goes again, right back to those investigative questions. When you investigate thoroughly, you can understand how to get the commitments because you're asking commitment pay questions based on the investigative questions that you asked. Again, like JD was saying, painting that mental picture of ownership for that customer so that now they feel more committed to purchasing it because they see how it's going to positively affect their life in the future. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's the real power of questions and understanding what questions you're asking, um, especially way before you even start your presentation. Yeah. And, and I like the fact really quick, if I might. Yeah, absolutely. Go. Is, is that your, you know, the way that everything is sales is always traditionally taught is uh, process, 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 process. You got to follow this. You got to do this. You got to do this next step, this, this, this. But what we've talked about today in this process of asking questions and talking to our guests and, and helping them and understand working through a process is that it's very organic. It is, it, is, it, is, it is not so dark, black, and white, line drawn in the sand that now that I have built rapport, I'm going to go on to investigate, but that I could feel the, the, the mixing together of all of these questions. And that's super important, I'm assuming, for a customer to feel. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, I don't know if we're ready for a recap, but oh, geez, I just hit my mic stand. I don't know if we're ready for a recap uh, quite yet, but uh, I, I just have to say that this this actually has been one of my favorites so far, just because this this uh, topic has defied my expectations a great deal. Um, I, I came in under the expectation that we're, we're going to be minimizing presentation as much as possible, but that's not the case. We're not throwing presentation out at all. Um, if I understand correctly, this is all about getting to a point where the presentation is custom to your customer, right? Absolutely. Is, is absolutely 100% Boom. customized to your customer. Nice play and it's, words. It, it's about slowing things down um, and asking the questions that are going to be necessary to get to that point in the presentation or to get a presentation that is going to put the customer into the car. So um, if, if, if we're ready for a recap. Well, let me, let me can I put out sure. two action items before the recap? Yeah, I'm going to yeah, put go. it out before the recap. First action item is, I, if you're a salesperson out there, where do you find yourself getting pulled away from the customer or the process? Where do you find the customer pulling you away from the process? Write down that permission question that fills that gap. And then I want you to write the next five questions that you'll ask right after you ask that permission question, Right. Hey, Mr. Customer, with your permission, I'd like to ask you a few more questions just so we make sure we're on the same page, right? Then what are the next five questions that come right after that in the part of the process where you typically get pulled away? That will help you as a salesperson really be able to regain control and 
push the cell in the right process to, like Tim said, be able to present a custom presentation that helps um, the customer see the value of the product. My second one is, uh, how many podcasts have we done now? This is num- I believe this is number seven or eight. Seven or eight. Okay, yeah. So this is number seven. We are so number new seven. At this. So uh, <laughs> we are new at this, but I want to put out a challenge. Um, if you've liked what you've heard, I want you to go and rate our podcast. Please, please rate our podcast. Uh, put a five star rating subscribe there. Subscribe on Subs- iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Yes. Um, write a f- good comment. That'll help us a lot. Get the word out. Share the word about the sales podcast because we want to get it out there to more sales professionals to help build their sales careers and make them successful in their lives. Maybe even so, throw out some topics that you would love to hear a podcast on. Yeah, I like that idea. Absolutely. I, I think that's a fantastic idea. As a matter of fact, um, before our next episode. Episode, I'll put together an email address, and uh, we, we do want to get some questions as well. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, so we are evolving. <laughs> okay, good deal. So I have been taking, as usual, I've been taking copious notes, um, uh, just for for my own benefit, I, not for not for for anything except for my own benefit. Uh, but uh, the first thing we want to do is avoid what I'm doing at the end of every episode, which is verbal vomiting, right? <laughs> uh, and we do this for a couple of reasons. We do this out of excitement. We do this out of fear. But we want to slow things down, and we don't want to do that right off the bat. Um, presentation is important, but it's it's more important to connect with the customer. Uh, you've got to know about your customer. In order to do that, you have to ask investigative questions to understand how the product. Can uh, can serve the customer's needs and ha- how the product can serve their wants, um, and we, we want to ask questions that are going to help us customize that uh, that that presentation for them. Uh, the next thing we want to do once we've done all that is is take control back from the customer, and we want and this is what I really liked about this. I really loved this with your permission question. So we want to ask with your permission. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Um, I like that question a lot because it re it regains control and it allows the customer, it reminds the customer that they've had control to this point and allows them to see that they have control over giving you that control back. So it's very disarming. It's a, it's a fantastic question. So we want to ask that and then we want to get into commitment questions. These are questions that we, that should come with a yes and they're questions that should put the customer in the ownership role of that car or, or whatever product it is that you're selling. So, and then uh, for assignments or, or for takeaways, absolutely find where you feel the customer pulling away, write down your permission question, and then write the next five questions down. And obviously, go give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Five-star, baby, five-star. Five-star, subscribe, and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, tell your friends about us. So Not one-star wars comment, Tim? I, I, got, I got nothing I on this it. one. No, I shut him down. Yeah. First him time down. for everything, isn't there? No, this, no, just, this, this one defied my expectations. I was trying to think up stuff, but I, I'm just learning so much here. So um, uh, once again, I appreciate you guys. Uh, this is fantastic stuff. I'm excited to go use it. I'm excited for our listeners to go use it as well. Uh, so thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. Thank you. Gracias. Peace.